everybody. Welcome to episode 26 of the Gold Card Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Vince Colati at Gelati LOL. With me tonight, we have John George at the Esports Plug. How are we doing, everybody? Chris Chung at Prime Time. Guys, I'm reporting from the highway of Miami, <laughs> so it's bumper-to-bumper traffic. I love it. He is uh, still here like a trooper. <laughs> Uh, we are unfortunately without Calvin T tonight, but uh, he did leave at least some opinions on the Twitter. He's doing, he's doing something less important than driving to Miami. Oh, wow. Shots yeah. fired. Ooh, dedication. dedication. Important, Shots <laughs> I don't know if it's less important. It involves mom, so. Oh, okay. No, it's not. I lied. Oh, man. Forgive me, mom. <laughs> so, uh,. With the playoffs in every in all the major re- really in every region now, with the playoffs in full swing, uh, we're gonna forgo an opening topic this week to keep the show brief because I got to pack for Vegas still, and I leave in under twelve hours. So we're gonna try to get this done, get this out to you guys, and we're gonna talk about the playoff matches, and then uh, we'll do sign offs, and we'll get out of here, and hopefully everybody can enjoy the uh, the games this weekend. So let's open up with Thursday morning. There's only one uh, one match on Thursday. We have the LPL, uh, the first of the two round one matches. We have uh, number five, EDG, against number eight, Sooning. Uh, I just said the numbers. It doesn't really matter that much. EDG is minus 233. Uh, Sooning's plus 177. The I'll say the EDG minus 1.5 is at minus 115. That's like probably the most relevant number. Uh, I, think, I think it is. I think yeah. that when I was looking over these numbers, the EDG minus 1.5 feels like the sweet spot. I don't know that I want to pay the 233 for the series price. I don't think Sunning is going to win. And minus 2.5 seems a little aggressive, especially in the LPL. Yeah. Feels like a minus 1.5 for EDG to me. Yeah, I'm I'm all over the minus 1.5. Like, I, I only... I think I only put three. I did, like, a moderate wager on it, but I, I'm also exposing myself to it in, through parlays and stuff like that. So I have a pretty good amount of exposure to the EDG. I, I'm very confident that they're going to 3-1 or 3-0. And I will say you're a perpetual EDG overvaluer. I, I but... am, I am. But so hear me, hear me out though, right? EDG, they're a veteran team. They have a ton of experience in playoff spots like this. Sooning is not, and Sooning have I would I would say they have one win against a good against what I'd call like one of the elite teams. And I know we don't consider EDG and like the true elite teams, but they're like they're like right on the outside, right? And. Sooning had they had the one win against the TOP subs. It was the it was the the week that TOP played all three subs. They played uh what was it Moyu, Aki and Chocho. So it was the week they played all three subs and they two owed them and one of the games was pretty close. Now EDG hasn't looked that spectacular or anything, but Sooning other than that TOP game have not looked competitive against the top teams at all. So I agree with you. Like I, I, Suiting impressed me this season. I'll be honest. After after the spring season, there was a very very high chance that this team just imploded. Right, a lot. Mm-hmm. Of, it was kind of like the hundred thieves situation. A lot of star players. They brought they brought uh, the two players in from the LMS. Right, and this team looked like it was going to be a competitor, like an actual like real team. Like going, I don't know if you guys remember going into spring, they were a lot of people had them as like a top five team, like the fifth team. Yeah, we were we were pretty high on them coming into spring, and. Absolutely. They just disappointed. I think a lot of people have that sour taste in their mouth. But guess what? Over the course of the summer, they just took care of business. They were like quietly beating everybody they were supposed to beat. They had a couple competitive series against the other mid-table teams, and then they basically lost every time they played a good team. 
I tend to treat EDG a little. They're not exactly like Cloud9 because I don't think they're quite to the top of the region, but they they're a team that elevates in playoffs. Like they're a good team, and I think Scout is playing at a ridiculous level right now. Uh, I don't know. I, I like EDG a lot. I'm only EDG minus one point five. I think I put. I think I put a lot. Yeah, I did. I did put a lottery ticket on the EDG minus two point five at plus two. I got it at plus two forty three. So. Yeah, I think um, the minus one point five is my favorite. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the that's the play here. Uh, I just can't. I just can't see Suning winning this series. Like, I, I don't. Maybe it's just it's because I'm not comfortable. Like, I don't like they don't do anything spectacular to me. Like, they're too bland. And EDG have the players to just bust any lane open, and I just don't think Suning can keep up with that. Like, I think the top lane is going to be a real struggle for Suning. Yeah, I agree. And I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think this is like a like a you know slam dunk so to speak. But I'm like fairly confident in EDG one minus one point five. So yeah, that's where uh, I'm. At. I actually like the over kill total too. Even though Suning don't Suning don't play bloody games relative to the LPL. Like they're actually one of the tamer teams. But, uh, and I guess you could factor in the playoffs. Maybe I don't like that that much, but 27.5 is a pretty low number for the LPL. That so, is pretty low. We'll see. I'm, I kind of like that, too. I think one, I think after, maybe maybe maps 2 and 3 I like that more, because map 1, there's usually a lot of nerves in playoff matches. So, All right. Um, Chris, you said you like the EDG also? Yeah, EDG, I mean, you, you hit on every single point that I have, like, uh, I don't have much to add to it. Sitting as a bland team, EDG uh, will do well. Iboy steps up again. Because he has not been the Iboy that I've knew from last year. If he steps up, this EDG team could be more dangerous than what they are right now. Yeah, EDG remind me a lot of like, they're, they're like a team that, that, that can just get hot and, and make a run. Like, oh, like I know JDD, JDG did it last year, but like, or less split, but like EDG are exactly the kind of team that just like get hot. They just got catch fire at any given time, and next thing you know, they're in finals. Right? Correct. It would be pretty surprising given how good the top of the table LPL teams are. But like, I don't know. It's not that crazy. Like they have the players to do that. Like they have the players to actually hang with these top teams. And I think a lot of the mid table LPL teams, as we're going to discuss in the next match, just don't. So, yeah. speaking of the next match, um, let's see. Speaking of the next match, so we have Invict uh, <laughs> number six Invictus. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we have Invictus minus six twenty five versus LNG, formerly Snake, plus three eighty three. Again, shop around. There's a lot of juice at my books. So, the uh, Invictus minus one point five is at minus two seventy. The Invictus minus two point five is at plus one twenty four. Yeah, this is where the end of the Snake dream. Guys, I think yeah. uh, a, little, a little lucky to find themselves in playoffs to begin with, but I think there's a lot of undervaluing of IG going on right now. There's a ton of it. People have got to realize that, like, when this team was losing, was almost entirely in flux. When they had players, when they were trying out backup guys and bringing people up from the bottom squad, the top squad has not really struggled this season no. in that in that same way. And now that they're all back together and doing what they do. I think you should be expecting IG to make a run to the finals. I think the only team that I'm really expecting to to have a shot to beat them is FPX. I saw a lot of people saying RNG was going to eliminate them in the semis. I I think IG is a huge favorite against RNG in the semis if IG gets there. I think Uh, uh, they're playing each other in the quarter. 
Does that mean it's T O T S? Is it T O P? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, okay. They play RNG if IG wins, if IG wins this, they play RNG next. Okay, yeah, I think I think they're a huge favorite against RNG if they <clears throat> when they beat Snake. I should say, you know, if if they beat Snake, I think <laughs> they're a huge favorite against RNG. RNG all year, I've been saying like, you know, maybe they're just clowning around a little bit in the regular season, and then like they got eliminated in the playoffs last season. Like, oh, maybe they were just not taking JDG seriously, and then like. I don't know that I think that they're just going to magically turn it on. Like, I think that's just who they are. It's like who they've been, which is like a third or fourth place team. That's pretty good. And they're not just going to like suddenly become Royal of last summer where they just dominate everybody. See, I, I kind of think this, this team, I think RNG more than maybe any other team in any region, maybe SK telecoms, the, the other one, right? This team it has a knack for elevating. Cloud9 do this too, a little bit. Like they just they have gotta a knack. Make worlds. Like they just have a knack for showing up in playoffs. Oh, and they gotta have they gotta try. I mean they, you gotta think last year. Making worlds if they last don't. year they frustrated the hell out of Invictus. Like Invictus was the better team all year long and then they just lost two playoff series and all of a sudden everyone thought RNG was a better team going yeah. into Worlds last year. I wasn't sipping that Kool Aid, but I think most people were. Uh, yeah, I thought RNG was the favorite at Worlds, mostly because I thought they would beat IG if they played them, and I thought those were the two best teams there. That's reasonable. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I think do we? So I got this just for just to give you guys like a sense of like how confident I am here. So I got this number when it was when the money line was minus five fifty six. I got the minus one point five at minus two twenty two, and I like maxed it. So ah. like that's how confident I am. Like I. I'm I'm almost positive Invictus. Here's the thing: like regular season Invictus and playoff Invictus are also different teams. Like you got to remember regular season. That's what we're saying. Especially this regular season, they've not been playing the full squad and try and tryharding this whole season. Yeah, this line should honestly be like a thousand, like minus a thousand, and the minus one point five should be like minus three fifty four hundred. Like this, they should just make this unbettable because. This is like free to me, as far as I'm concerned. Like I'm maxed on it individually. I'm I'm including it in every parlay I'm playing this weekend. Like Invictus are gonna smash this, yeah, especially because like so we got to see. Now, granted, it's Rogue Warriors and not good, but did you see the the absolute style fest that they put on Rogue Warriors? It's just be like, yeah. hey guys, it's playoff time. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> what they they have like 39 kills in the one game. I was is there like, any? Is there any credence to the thought, and I think some of us might have seen this coming. Now, I never heard any official word from Invictus. When Ning was subbed out, I never heard any official word from them that that had anything to do with Ning's play. And I heard a lot of people saying, like, oh, they subbed him out because he had some bad games. I was kind of always under the impression that they were just trying out all the bottom guys. They brought in Forge for a little while, had nothing to do with Rookie. They had Balan out for a little while. Balan we talked about. Balan we talked about, which I think actually might have... Could have, and re- I think he's the only one that was actual public pressure. Yeah, it could be. Like, he's and the only might, one that, that might have been what it was, yeah. but yeah, it I feels think... like they were just trying out other people and that they were always intending to have their starting five yeah. be the playoff team no matter what. I mean, this te- you got to remember, guys, this team played together for, like, was it a year and a half before last year, too? Like, there's a level of burnout that can happen. Like, they probably were just rest. It's, it's akin to resting your starters. Yeah, I, I expect us to see them in the finals against FPX. Yeah, I, I actually think they're the only team 
I might actually think they're fa- if they just like if they just go like three or three or three or something like that. Like, they, would it surprise anybody? I think when they make the finals, I think they're the favorites against FBS. I, I do too. They beat they beat them this year. They beat them. You know, I, do I don't too. see any reason why they shouldn't be. But I think they're really getting slept on by people right now. Yeah, I think Invictus are legitimately like the only team that does the FPX thing better than FPX does. <laughs> like they're just they're nuts. They're nuts. They have insane timing. Like it, nobody. When Invictus is is on, nobody does that better. Nobody plays that style better than that. They're probably the best up tempo team ever. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, I, I'm trying to think of like in the, the who's who's better like in the in the full history of competitive league. Like, who's a better up tempo team? Moscow Five, maybe Samsung that, White, maybe. If if you've never watched those games, by the way, go back and watch some Moscow Five back in the day. That was a, that team was so much fun to watch. Yeah, like I mean Moscow, Moscow Five. Five Versus CLG EU was just like CLG <laughs> EU like playing the game the way you're supposed to play the game and Moscow Five just doing weird shit all the time. <laughs> a great rivalry, dude. Yeah, that they're one of my favorite teams ever. Uh, so yeah, I, I think Invictus are going to smash. This is honestly to the point where like laying two seventy is totally reasonable in my opinion. LNG yeah. barely snuck in. LNG, here's the thing. LNG remind me of like this. It's like the snake. They're they're not not snake. They're the EDG run or the JDG run last season. Except, I actually think JDG are probably a better team than LNG. Like, yeah, well, I think that JDG yeah. was better than this LNG. Yeah, that's, 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 that's definitely better than snake or LNG. Yeah. yeah, like well, LNG. See, I think LNG had. Here's the thing. Like, I, I I mean absolutely no disrespect to LNG with this pick. Like, I I mean absolutely no disrespect to them because if anything, they've impressed me. Like, I thought that they'd maybe improve a little bit because they were dreadful in the spring. Like, they were bad. And they came out to a hot start, and I was like, okay, this is like a hot start. Like, they're probably going to come back down to earth a little bit. But honestly, they were pretty good. Like, they fixed a lot of their problems. Like, they they turned into a better team than I thought they were. And I, like, admitted that almost right away in the summer. Like, I didn't think it was just a hot start. I thought, yeah, they had an easy schedule. Yeah, they've chained a bunch of wins in a row. But, like, this isn't just all like totally a hot start. Like they've actually fixed some of their problems. And I think they're a reasonable middle of the table team. The problem is the middle of the table teams in China don't hold a candle to the elite teams in China. Yeah. It's not, it's not like the LCK where like the middle of the table, like every, like all the way down one through seven, everybody can beat everybody. You know, the, the LPL I think is not like that. I think there's a bigger gap between like what, like the top three or four. Yeah. Five. If you want to include Billy, Billy now. Billy, Billy is going to be a tier above that. But they certainly put them in the same conversation that they can challenge like teams like WE or you know, uh, B5. What? No, B5 is the bottom team. Yeah. Dominus? Yeah, well, yeah, Dominus now, I think. Yeah, like at the end of the season. Yeah, like Dominus, LNG, WE, like all these all these teams sooning. Like I think they're like in that ballpark. Yep, I agree. Yeah, so uh, Invictus is going to smash this. Invictus is back. Like don't. This is this is this is the the here's Johnny, you know. Like that's, yeah. the, that's the the moment that's happening wow. right now. Like everyone's been sleeping on them. I I agree, John. They're hyper undervalued right now. So, which is weird to say. I'm minus six twenty five favorite, but yeah, the defending world champions who are currently a, a minus yeah, six twenty five like, favorite in one spring. Like, yeah, I don't know. I I, I actually love the over and kills here too. Like because Invictus, they just style. They're they're mean. I, 
I think I do like the over and kills too. And I think a lot of that is because all the rosters that were not their starting five were not nearly as bloody as their starting five. Yeah. And uh, you got a lot of value if you played their starting five when they were playing and kind of dodged the other versions of the I think lineup. their starting five only lost one match, right? I believe so, yeah. Something like that. They lost, like, I think it was like one match. I think they lost to, I forget, they lost to somebody random. It was like JDG or something, but. Uh, yeah, Invictus, Invictus is money in the bank. It's easy. Yeah. Um, also, I'm actually willing to put some money on the minus 2.5 because playoff Invictus, I mean, they 3-0 JDG in the finals, and if we're comparing JDG to LNG. Yeah, I don't have any problem reasonable. betting the minus 2.5 either. I generally, I just don't do that with Invictus, but I don't have any yeah. problem with you guys betting it. Yeah, I use I usually don't either, especially with them, but like in playoffs, I'm not afraid to. So, uh, LCK round two. Uh, this morning, SK Telecom beat Afrika. In, I, I don't want to say they gifted Afrika a game, but if I, I talked on Twitter about that game two draft with you guys, like that was the most predictable thing. Everyone, like I knew, I was, I was just going to Draven Thrash, just going to Draven Thrash. It's going to be the most obvious thing. They're going, they picked Ezreal Tom. Like they're going to try to play safe. They're not going to get safe. They're going to get run over. They're going to get run over in all three lanes. And the game's going to end in like twenty five minutes, and that's exactly what happened. I said, like, I, it, it was like I could see it clear as day, right? <laughs> and. Wow. Uh, I unfortunately was not able to get a live bet in on that because I tried to. <laughs> I was I was like draft draft. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> but, uh, so I would posit that. So here's the thing. This is my one reservation about SK Telecom right now. SK Telecom. I keep talking about these uncharacteristic mistakes that they're making. Uh, both in like in plays and in drafts, like they they're just making these really weird errors, right? You saw in the last like three matches they played, they definitely should. There were like six games that they should have won in their last three matches, like legitimately, like they should have went probably six and zero or six and one. How much? How much straight up outplayed them in in the in the first game of that series? So I'll give credit to Hamwa there. The rest of those games, it was SK Telecom losing, not the other teams winning necessarily, in my opinion. Like, it was way, way more them losing the game than the other teams beating them. So, when you have a team that is in that echelon of they only lose to themselves, unless they're losing to themselves all the time, I'm just going to, like, I'm just going to take them. Like, I'm I'm confident in that. So, we saw SK Telecom against Sandbox as in their last match. It was the same exact thing. SKT made an awful error in the one game. And Sandbox got the win, and then SK Telecom cleaned it up and cleaned up the last two games. The one game was pretty close. The sec- uh, third game was pretty close. Or second game was gonna be pretty close, rather. But um, you got a little noise there, Chris. Yeah, you got some background noise. Um, so so uh, we just saw it last – like, as soon as SKT fixed their problems, they, they, like, wiped the floor with Sandbox. It was easy, right? The question is, do you think Sandbox now getting to see... Like, I don't think SK Telecom showed anything this morning against Afrika either. Otherwise, I'd have, like, more reservations. Like, Sandbox is going to get side selections, so, like, maybe you lean a game that way. And, again, like, I don't mean to disrespect Sandbox either, because I think they're a very good team. I just think they're in that tier 1.5, and SK Telecom is not. I I predicted... uh, I put all my predictions out on Twitter for the entire playoffs, and I had SK Telecom winning Korea. Yeah. Um, I think the argument that they lose comes in the finals against Griffin. I think Griffin could beat them in the finals, yeah, but I, I have SKT going all the way to the finals for sure. I just don't think, I mean, maybe I think Damwon and Afrika had the best chances to beating them. I don't think sandbox is built to beat them. Like I know they have before and I know that they can, which is the whole stick with this tier 1.5 in Korea. But like, 
to me, sandbox are like a they're not a jack of all trades. They're like a queen of all trades. Like they're really they're like a, they're above average at everything. Like they're very good. Like they're a good team. They're just not exceptional at anything. Dove, I think Dove and On Fleek are exceptional players. Yeah, D- Dove is definitely an ex- Dove's very good. Summit's also very very good. So I just think like you look at these two bot lanes. Like how how does either iteration of the SK Telecom bot lane fare against this this bot like against against Joker and um, uh, I'm blanking. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, Wait, who, the Ghost and Ghost and Joker? Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so like I think that, and I think like SK Telecom. It's the same argument I had for Afrika. Like Afrika just have these soul lanes that are just tremendous, and so do, so does Sandbox. But SK Telecom can just match them. Yeah. So it's not like they can rely like Sandbox can't rely on that as a win condition like they can against some teams. So I, I like SKT minus 1.5. I already put that in. I wrote on it as well. I got it at It feels once again to me like the minus 1.5 is the way to go. Yeah. Um I think that's common for me in in best of fives where I think one team is significantly better, but I always expect the team to be able to lose a game at a best of five. So I tend not to bet minus 2.5s. I tend to bet minus 1.5s, yeah. expecting either three zeros or three ones if they give up a game. Yeah, I think giving yeah. up the game is is reasonable, which is why like the minus 1.5s at good odds are so tempting because the 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 other team is going to see if they take a game. The other team is going to see the side choice twice. Yeah. So there's a good chance they take one of those most of the time, whether it's, you know... And in this case, Sandbox have side selection for three out of five games. So that's... Uh, to me, that's the argument for maybe Sandbox get two. Because Sandbox are a good team. But I just think SKT, unless they beat themselves, I don't think SKT is losing to anybody besides Griffin. Like, that's my yep. thought. So That's how I feel. Chris, you got any thoughts on this one? No, I agree with you guys. It, it's, it's a matter of experience, right? That's a better experience okay, too. in playoffs. And I just don't see it with Sandbox. Not now. They're a good team. Absolutely no disrespect. They belong where they belong, where they finish. Well, maybe they finish a little higher than SKT. But at the same time, we're talking about this team that's putting together the worlds. Yeah, SK, yeah. SKT are like SKT. a juggernaut team, and Sandbox are kind of like the CLG, right? Like, Sandbox, like... I give mad props to them. I do, but they're 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 very good, not great. They're not good, not great. They're very very good, but not great. And SK Telecom are great plus, in, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. So okay, for a little DFS man, would this game be closer to a three one or a three zero? Because that would probably help me decide how I want to build my. I think it's closer to a three-one for me. I think it's definitely closer to a three-one. Like if putting the decimal point system, like we were doing again, like I would say, like Sandbox. I, I'm confident. I'm almost positive Sandbox is going to get a game. But like, yeah, I don't I know. Maybe not. <laughs> I think it's like I think it's like over fifty percent that Sandbox gets a game. Yeah, like I'll say, like yeah, I think this is like like one point one, one point two, like three to one point one, like when we were doing it that way. Like, that I seems think, reasonable. I mean, I do think that they're they're likely to get a game. Yeah, I think it's like probably like 60-70% they get a game, but I I think it's very low that they get more than that. Just I don't know. I, again, and like the, the other thing is too like so what I led in with and never finished my point on was SK Telecom have been making these uncharacteristic mistakes. But they've been making them a lot. Like and at what point 
do these uncharacteristic mistakes become characteristic mistakes, right? Like, Faker has looked absolutely brilliant in, like, one out of the four games or whatever. Like, in like you look at, like, their last 12 or whatever, right? He's looked absolutely brilliant in, like, four games, and then he's had, like, game-losing mistakes in six of them. Yeah. So, I think, like, the Corky Valkyrie over the Baron, like, the Dragon Pit, um, like, against Sandbox and... Was that Sandbox or Damn One? It was the last regular season Sandbox, so... I don't know. I, the other thing is, though, like, I don't know if I like this for DFS necessarily because, like, this is going to be a... I think this is going to be a low-kill total game. The over-under is a 21 and a half. And I do think it will be very low-kill total. I agree with you there. So, the thing is, like, if Invictus is chalk... Like, if, if that game in general is chalk, right? This, this game just doesn't make it onto a slate, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. Am I, am I, I just don't even think it's on a slate. I'd have to double check, but I don't even think it exists. Oh, yeah, yeah it is. The LPL LCK slate is up for the IG. Oh, IG. okay. Yep, I hadn't, I hadn't noticed that come up. So maybe, yeah. maybe as a GPP up. play, you take. Well, that's the thing. This is a slate like, that you're, you have to play this game. You can't. Right. You can't not play it unless you want to stack LNG and Invictus, which actually might be a legitimate strategy. The thing is, like, isn't everybody going to be stacking Invictus and LNG? No, no, no. People yeah. usually don't like to stack a game unless uh, it's clear cut. In this case, it might be clear cut, but if there, there's an off chance that SKT can go three zero, there might be something that I want to try with my lineup. Yeah, well, yeah, because you get the points for games not played, right? Yeah, which yeah is so like relevant. Yeah, yeah, it's tough to take a team that you think is going to lose zero three. I do like. <laughs> The SK Telecom team probably because they've had yeah. a really good objective control and they're like pretty complete in their victories. Like they're going to take multiple barons. They're going to probably take four or five dragons a lot of the time. Yep. Like every tower. Like they're very methodical. So definitely agree with that. And they could win three over three one. So that's like you know. All right. Uh, next up, we have Splice versus Rogue. In the round one of the LCK, I got a one second splice. There we go. Okay, so splice is minus six sixty seven. Rogue is plus four seventeen. The splice minus one point five is at minus two seventy. The splice minus two point five is at plus one twenty three. I think this is all deserved. Uh, I really kind of like the splice minus two point five. I do too. Uh, and I'm not even a, a minus two point five guy, but I don't see splice losing a game to Rogue. Yeah, I. Honestly, how did Rogue even get into playoffs? Let's be real. We it all was, liked this team and everything, but... Yeah, it, it was a little lucky for them to even make the playoffs. And, yeah, I really... Splice is one of the teams I like when they play against worse teams as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the minus 2.5 here. Splice don't make a lot of mistakes. Like, they're very clean. Like, Splice is a clean team. They're, CLG are like this, too. Like, they're just clean. So, if you don't do something to break serve... Or to break up their game plan, they're very, very good at at just playing methodical League of Legends, right? Uh, they play like a Korean team, honestly. Yeah, like they yeah. don't they don't like to introduce variance to games. They do everything they can to to decrease variance, right? So, and I mean, we've all we've been spot on with Rogue pretty much the entire summer split. Like we've we've had this team hammered down 
like at every we talked about it last week the rogue roller coaster right where it's like we've we've predicted every twist and turn we've ridden we've been on this train a hundred times it's like we've been on this this ride a hundred times like we know we could be blindfolded and know what's coming and if we're all saying rogue are going to get three would here it's i think it's i really think they're getting three would here it's pretty damning uh like what do you put the odds at, at rogue getting a game at 30% or 35%. Yeah, and you have to pay, you have to lay a buck 61 for Rogue. You have to lay a buck 61 for Rogue to get a game. Yeah, I'm, I don't think they're they're getting a game. But even it, I, I think the minus 1.5 is extremely safe from Splice, and yeah. I'm going to bet the minus 2.5. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be on. So the the, the splice minus one point five is something I've I've put in a bunch of parlays too. Like splice minus one point five, Invictus minus one point five, SK Telecom minus one point five is like magnifique. It's like right there, right? Like that's the kind of, like games that I think have a reasonable chance of being three O's, but will probably be three ones. I I absolutely love doing that. Even and it's a way to take like these minus two seventy lines and turn them into plus odds, especially if you're very confident. So. Again, like I'm more aggressive. I'm a parlay player. Not everybody is. Uh, you know, there's different schools of thought on that. Like what have you? But that's that's a big part of my game plan this weekend. So, but I'm actually going to be betting this place minus one point five probably for a unit or two, just because I think plus one. I'm you can get plus one twenty three. That's really good. So, yeah. Chris agreed. Yes, absolutely. I think even Peak Rogue might get them like half a game, and once the thirty-five minute spice spike hits, gone. Yeah, <laughs> like that—that should—that's a good way to put it. Actually, like Peak Rogue maybe gets half a game in this series. So, I mean, we're talking about a team that was look. It took an absolute self destruct from Origin, right? Yes, like an absolute organizational collapse. How many people are going to get fired over that, by the way? A lot of people, and their whole roster is going to be different. And man, who would have seen it coming? Because they have mm. Mithy. They have Mithy on their team, and who would have ever seen a team with Mithy not making the playoffs? I just don't understand it. Do you guys remember? Do you guys remember when they made spring finals? Wasn't that crazy? <laughs> JDG. <laughs> uh, it is exactly like JDG. Yeah. It is exactly like JDG. Oh. The Mithy is your imp, right? Mithy is your imp. Yeah, maybe. The tr- origin is my is my TSM. They shouldn't. They got lucky to beat Fnatic. They shouldn't have beaten Fnatic last year. I don't or last split. I don't think. And because they did, everyone assumed they were really really good. The same way because TSM beat Cloud Nine, everyone assumed TSM was really really good. And then summer came around, and we saw that they're both kind of actually just yeah. average teams that went on runs. And, which is like that- you have to account for that. Like that is a thing. You just need yeah. to recognize when it's happening. Like, that's what's important. Yes. I drew that exact same comparison. Even from spring on, Origin and TSM, they are so much alike. I now they're both out of the playoffs. Very similar to each yeah, other. Yeah, they as even far play the current. same way. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, if they're not getting carried by their mid laner. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah, that, that organization... They got to be kicking themselves, like, big time. So, uh, anything else on this one? Oh, I didn't look at the... so. The maps played for this one over, th- yeah, no, it's it's I don't know, it's a three zero, like everything's three zero plus one ten for the under three point five. No, that's the same. Yeah, thing. so it's you'd rather just bet. Just yeah, you'd rather just bet the splice. Splice are gonna win this. Split. So I, I don't. What's the world? What's the situation? Uh, let me look this up. Uh, championship points in Europe because like, is Origin just going to Worlds? 
No. Um, so, if Splice win, no. if Splice win this, they. No, I mean they're gonna have to do the play-in. Splice, I think Splice is gonna end up being representative, the third rep for Europe. I would think so. Or, or, or like, yeah, I mean, or that, or like, if Vitality just get like hot, they could make a run in the gauntlet or whatever the regional gauntlet. But I, yeah, because G two is gonna win summer. Fnatic is gonna get in on, on championship points. points, and then it's just gonna be a play-in, and it's pretty much like. Splice Vitality or Shulka with yeah. Splice getting a big edge, I think. And Splice are going to have side selection for all that if they win this match. Like if yeah. they win this match, they actually clinch like the number the number one seed for the gauntlet, which means they have side selection through like well when they do actually play, and they don't have to play anybody, so they get to watch. So yeah, you got to like Splice. Yeah, I, I love Splice here. Uh, Saturday we have again that that Friday part. I'm telling you, the Friday parlay is lit. That's probably going to be my pick of the week, actually. Is yeah, and we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, Saturday we have the other LEC match. We have Shaka uh, minus three twelve against Vitality plus two twenty four. The Shaka minus one point five is at minus one point or one, minus one forty five. I think that's probably the relevant number. I talked about this with you guys briefly. I actually like Vitality here, but not because I think Vitality. This is just like a value bet for me. Like I don't, I don't actually think. Vitality are like favored or anything like that. I don't think this line's like egregiously wrong, but I think it's wrong enough to bet it. Like I this think is this is, clo- I think this is way closer to fifty fifty than these odds show. I I don't know. I've lost some I've lost some faith in Vitality, but <clears throat> this is my my favorite match of the weekend as far as like a, a viewer. I think this is a, a pretty good matchup. I don't think I'm going to end up betting it because I think Shulk is going to win, but I don't think they're this big of a favorite. It's a series that I could see easily going four or five games, so I don't think I like the minus one point fives or minus two point fives. Over three point five maps at minus two oh eight isn't isn't unreasonable. Yeah, that's the kind of bet I could I could see myself on. I got you. So like, yeah, that. So if you think you think this is closer to what, like, do you think this is like a three two or three one Shocker win? Yeah, that's how it feels to me. Chris, what about you? Yeah, I'm glad you guys are on the same mindset as myself. I was thinking this is not slam dunk win, but it's also still favored. Yeah. Tough, man. And I think I do give Vitality a chance to even take the series, but a small chance. I, I, think I don't know what it is. I don't have anything to back up my claim, this claim that Vitality has a shot, but you just got to feel that they have a shot. I think the, I mean, you got to give some credit to that too. Like Vitality are a momentum team, like a hundred percent. Like we've seen this before. They haven't been themselves like basically this whole season, which is why I could see not liking them here. But I mean, this is a team that had experience, like international experience. They have experience in big games. I would have so much more faith in them if the last couple weeks hadn't happened, regardless of the rest of the year. Because it felt like they were coming into their own, and they had a couple really good weeks where it seems like they figured things out. The bot lane was playing well. They didn't need Jizuke or Cabochard to carry. The team in general was playing well. And at that point, I said to myself, okay, Vitality's figured it out. I really like Vitality from here on out. But then they just, like, looked awful in the last couple weeks and barely made the playoffs. They, like, stopped. So I kind of, yeah, I, I backed off a little bit on my optimism. They, and I have to, like, make them, like, I'm, I'm not – I'm not saying Vitality is back. Vitality is this because I agree with you. Like I agree, they've been. 
I think the most concerning thing is they haven't looked themselves. Like, they haven't looked the good parts of themselves. They've looked the bad parts. Like, yes. Jack Troll getting caught out, like, is just a perennial thing. Like, everyone, we know it's going to, it's like, he's like Imp, right? It's just a thing that's going to happen, right? Uh, or like Hachani back, back in the day, like KT Hachani, right? Uh, he just, some, he's just not that good, honestly. So, uh, you have that, like, that's a normal thing. But we're not seeing like the normal spike performances from from Cabo and Jazuke either. That's like, the big thing is you're not seeing the hard carry games yeah. they used to see that was like defined vitality. Is we have some terrible games and then all of us are capable of popping off and just hard yeah, carry. Their the ceiling myself. seems like it's been lower, but the floor didn't get raised at all. But they're <laughs> but they're playing. I think the most disturbing thing to me is that they they're actually like falling back and playing not their style. Yes, yeah, I agree with that as well. Like, and Absolutely. that's concerning to me. But I, I, I kind of think with some time to prepare, they're gonna have something spicy cooked up. And if they take, like, if they come out with some crazy spicy pick and they take game one, and Schalke just can't adjust to that, like, I, the, the way I, I wrote about it on the blog post, like, the, the way I explain vitality is vitality is the kind of team that will randomly three zero this series. This would be a good series. This actually, I was just about to say, this would not be the worst spot to, to put a little lottery ticket on like a Vitality minus 2.5 or Vitality yeah. minus 1.5. Because you're right, they absolutely could come out with a pick or a strategy that Schalke doesn't know how to deal with. And I do not think of Schalke as an adaptable team that's going to figure it out mid, mid-series. mid I think they're the better team from what we've seen. But if Vitality has something they can't answer, I don't think they're the kind of team that's going to figure out how to answer it quickly. So I, can, I do think that's a good way to bet this. I compared this yeah. to the what, the next match we're going to talk about. Uh, I, I compared this a lot to uh, – and we talked about it as a hypothetical match last week too. This is Clutch versus CLG, right? Absolutely. It's yep. very similar. Like Clutch have the higher ceiling. I, I would say uh, maybe it's a little bit different, but like I think because I think Shaw could do have a pretty high, like a higher ceiling than CLG does. But like, and I think from what we've seen that Clutch is the better team than CLG, so it's a little bit different than that because yeah. I think Shaw is the better team from what we've seen. But. Yeah, like it's it's consistency it's versus spikes. Mm-hmm. So just uh just out of curiosity, I pulled up. So the Vitality minus one point five is at plus three seventy nine, and the Vitality three zero is at plus seven sixty eight. I think those yeah. are both like lottery ticket style. Like, I like that seven sixty eight. I, I could see putting a, a piece of a unit on there. Yeah, like it's it's weird to me. These are always weird to call, but Vitality are exactly that kind of team where it's like it. It almost wouldn't surprise me at all to see like they win game one and then they just smash the series three zero. Like I, I almost think that they're just going to win three zero or three one if they win the first game. I think that's a reasonable way to look at it. Because, like, it's not even necessarily, like, adapting to a pick that they have or, like, adapting to a style or whatever. Like, this team just gets hot. Like, their players it, their, their players have spike performances. Like, I think Schalke is the opposite. I think Schalke is a, is a team that can get depressed. I agree. Like, they can get down on themselves. So, yeah, I, I think if I if I bet Vitality, I think I kind of like going with a 3-0 or a 3-1 yeah. Vitality bet. Yeah, I, I, I have some exposure to Vitality. Like, I'm, I'm betting Vitality here because I think um, – I actually have the plus 1.5 too because I think it's it's a little safer. But you can make an argument for just going, like, half a unit on money line plus 1.5, minus 1.5, minus 2.5. Like, just go for it, you know? Like, because all they need to do is take a game or two, right? And then you're in good yes. shape. So, uh, 
any last thoughts on this one? I actually like the over 25 and a half kills too. Cause I think if this is going to go, if this is going to be a competitive series or a vitality win, I think it's going to be way over 25 and a half kills. But again, there's the caveat with vitality recently. They've been playing standard vanilla league of legends. I don't know. And it's not like they had the luxury of doing that because they had a playoff spot locked up. Right. Like, it'd be right. different if this is a team that had, like, ten, like nine or ten wins really early and they could just coast to the end, but they didn't. So, like, if, if we were seeing, quote-unquote, peak vitality performance, like, their full tryhard thing, like, I, I could see the lack of faith. But I'm going to – I don't know. I, I just have a gut feeling about this one, too. Like, just feel this, – probably- this feels like the biggest chance at an upset this weekend. I actually think, like – I think Vitality have a better chance of winning this series than Sandbox does of beating SKT. I would agree with that. I think they have a better chance of winning this series than Sooning does beating EDG, too. And I think people would call me crazy yeah. for that. No, I think so, too. I, I really like EDG against Sunny. Like, Chris, am I crazy for saying that? Not at all. I think you guys still have to, as you were talking, just kind of solidify my idea why I get this itching feeling why I want to take Vitality or at least give them the chance. They've got to be a sweet DFS. Is the, so is the Saturday DFS slate going to be the third-place match and the LEC playoff? Probably. Be, yeah. I look at it again. It's already up, but I don't remember what it was. I think they only have the Friday Saturday one, like the LEC. I was gonna say because I feel like Clutch Vitality is just yeah, gonna be nails yeah. double underdogs. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's Splice Rogue and Vitality Shalka so far, but they might put up another one with the third place. Okay, right. That's how they did it with the LCK LPI. I think they would too. All right, cool. So um, I think we're all on. John, so. J- are you are you gonna you're just gonna pass on this, John? Or you you actually did I talk? If to I you make a it? bet, it's gonna be <laughs> it, it might be the the vitality three zero or three one, but that that's the only thing I think yeah. I'll make. I, I and I also love doing just like that in spots. Like I'm sure I put a number of you know the amount of money away on it, but like this is how I mean I called the Tampa Bay Lightning getting swept. Like it's like yep. these are the kind of things you have to do. You just got against all odds kind of situations. Now you're not getting like plus 5000 or whatever like I was. Well, when you got a good reason for it, I mean come up have a good reason for yeah, it. Like, I think there's a good reason for this one. I just think like yeah, like think think of vitality spikes and tell yourself that story and if you think it's crazy then just pass. <laughs> yeah. Yep, um I agree. The third place match in the LEC, or in the LCS. So I'll preface this with just the full set of warnings and cautions. Third place matches are really weird. They're super bizarre. They're always they're they're almost never what you think they're gonna be. Like almost never. I've seen teams that are way better, like a full tier better, just like be completely tilted or depressed and lose O three. Right? To a, yes. a worse team that's like trying to have a prideful finish to their season. Now CLG and Clutch I gotta see if I can find it real quick because CLG and Clutch, like, there's really, there's really not much that they're playing for, if I remember right. Higher seed in the gauntlet. Yeah, higher seed in the gauntlet, but that's like, that's another one no, of those I'm things where it seems it. like a motivator, but it hasn't always been historically. Because like, like I, so I'm just, I'll say it right up front, like I'm gonna be on Clutch here because I think they've looked like the better team. I think they have higher upside, and I think the odds are ridiculous. Clutch is a plus one thirty nine underdog, and I said on my on my no, I'm, I'm podcast sorry. last week plus one seven. Sorry, plus one fifteen on Bovada, yeah. and I said if I said last week if Clutch and CLG play, I'm Clutch is the favorite for me, and I think their series against Liquid didn't do anything to deter that thinking. 
And I said that before the series against Liquid. I said on Twitter like 10 times, I don't know why Team Liquid picked Clutch. Like, I really think they should have picked CLG. CLG, is a, I think, is a much easier opponent to play against. I think Clutch is higher ceiling. And they scared the shit out of me by taking Clutch and dropping two games yep. when I got like 50,000 in fucking <laughs> Needing Team Liquid to win the LCS. And they're gonna Why would you do this? Pick a team I didn't want them to pick, and then they're going to take Sonoteric in Game 5 after I just talked about Sonoteric <laughs> on the podcast. And everyone told me it was trash. I was like, oh, God. That was literally the hardest sweat. You were probably, you were probably going hard. nuts during that game. No, the hardest sweat was the amount of – I had this very similar amount of money on them to win the LCS last season when they went 0-2 to, C- uh, to TSM in the finals. Yeah. And I was like, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's see. So, so Clutch – so it's CLG minus 139, Clutch one, uh, plus 137. Or no, Clutch plus 107. This line has shrunk. I did my blog post this afternoon. This afternoon, it was clutch minus or CLG minus one seventy nine, clutch plus one thirty five. So again, a reminder: get on your lines early if you have strong feelings about stuff because you lost your twenty eight points of value here. Uh, so I I I almost never bet third place matches. I almost never do it. They're just so weird. Nothing ever makes sense. They're they're really unpredictable. You can never tell the motivation teams are going to have. A lot. You're, you can never tell if the motivations are even going to matter. Uh, I, I wrote about this extensively, so if you want to check the blog post, just do that. But like, just like my history with third place matches, there's a lot of weird stuff that's happened. This is one that I'm actually going to bet because I think Clutch actually looked good. Uh, and I think, and I think not only do they look good, and I know you're you're touching on this basically, but I want you to tell me how many times you guys have seen anyone from CLG post anything on Twitter about their performance, and then I want to see how much you've seen people from clutch or people talk about clutch or people talk about that match like clutch definitely is going to feel more motivated. This was definitely an awakening experience for them where they realize they can contend with top teams where they realize that they might be able to go to worlds. See, I'm just not getting that energy from CLG at all. Like talking to their players, all the interviews with Demonte and Huni, the things they've been posting, like I think, see, I think clutch is fired up right now and ready to go. I expect them to go to worlds. Quote Demonte's Twitter. Literally, meant like like probably like an hour after the match, so fucking close, man. And that was it. Like, Hootie made a big post apologizing for crying after the match, and there was responses and all from all the teammates. Like, no, don't worry about it. We're fucking going to Worlds. Like, they're they are ready to go, and they know that they can do it too. And they, I, think, I think they're gonna win. And they look good, and it's deserved. Like this team has got like. This team looked like it was it was on it was on dumpster fire alert like earlier in the season, right? We we finally saw what we were expecting. We were talking about this team having talent all year, about how this team should be doing better than this. They have talented players that are that they should be doing well. And finally, it was a coaching and and staff change. It seems mm. that yes, shook that it up and got them there. That was huge. And in, and Huni's he hasn't completely stopped inting, but he has done it less, yeah. way less. Oh, I think he realized. You know what it was. Here's here's what I think, and may, maybe not everybody thinks this, but like I think Hooney suddenly started just trusting his teammates. Like I don't know, like where that happened. Maybe he always did, and it was just like actual like thinking errors that the coaches had to fix, which is very possible with him. But it, this team looks like they just started. Like at some point, they just started trusting each other. Like that's what it looks like to me. Like I, I know they've made like actual strategic changes, like a lot of them. Yeah, but I think. 
let me let me interject yeah. with my talk with Zachary Lindsay, League Leaders Pod, the guy that follows the bunch so closely. I think one of the things that really helped him with the turnaround is probably the support from Dignitas because at, at the early part they don't know what the transition are gonna be about when they were gonna be sold and they don't know if they're gonna stay together. But Dignitas seems to have confirmed or affirmed their position to stay with them with this team that might have given them a bit more confidence and that more trust in one another. And that's probably the trust piece that you're seeing right now. And I, I have no like evidence to back this up, but my observations tell me that what seems like happened to me was I think when they had the old coaching staff, the players were making the decisions about what they were going to play. And they were doing like G2 esque things where it was just like, Oh, let's just fucking, we'll take Pantheon, dude. Like, what are they going to do about it? Like they were just doing stuff like that. And they're not that, they weren't that good. Yeah. If you look at their drafts earlier in the season, a lot of them didn't make a lot of sense. And they felt like, like they were just picking random, like fun, cool counter pick type stuff, but the comps didn't make sense. Like it'd be an all AD early game comp that just didn't make a lot of sense. Like how they were going to win or a comp with no damage or, you know, it was a lot of comps like that. And then it seems like as the management changed, as the coaching changed, they, they stuck with their style of like being aggressive and, and quirky for the LCS, but started picking compositions that made sense and working them together and not just having like a trolley, oh, he takes this guy, I'm going to take this other champ that nobody ever plays, but it's fun to play against that guy type mentality. Like I, I think they kind of channeled what they were good at instead of just kind of it's more focused. Winging it. Yeah, they started focusing in instead of just winging it, it feels like. Yeah, I th- and, like, Chris, you make a lot of, like, the, the talk with Zach Lindsay you had. Like, that, that maybe that is the underlying narrative that's happening. I, I tend not to give too much credence to those kind of things because a lot of these players, you know, they, they just need to put a good – it's like pros. they got to put a good performance out because they don't know where they're going to be next year. Like, some of them have contracts, but maybe they want to move. Maybe they want to get traded, like, whatever. But, like – that like a certain amount of confidence and good structure to an organization is relevant. Like it's why Cloud Nine's been so good for so long, right? Mm. And I'm not calling Dignitas Cloud Nine necessarily, but you know, like there's probably something to that. And it's not like a, even a knock. It's not even a knock against McScrag because maybe he is a, is a good like strategic and like good. He's a he could be a brilliant coaching mind, but this is a case where he lost the locker room, not in a negative way. Like maybe mm. that this is what it feels like. I, I don't know. Maybe this. Yeah, that's how exactly how it feels like, to me. Because we don't know. Like they got, it feels like they got too buddy buddy, and it started to get to the point where Hooney could come in and just be like, you know what? I want to play fucking Elise. Yeah. And it was just like okay, he could say ahead. no. Yeah, and, yeah, and but and that's, that's a thing. Like that's a thing. Like if I mean anybody that's done like manager like worked as a manager or had a manager like you hated his guts, but it was the right decision kind of situation. This is exactly what it was. Like you can't for some teams that vibe works. Right for G two, it, it I mean they're different because their coaching staff is, as far as I'm concerned, brilliant. But yeah. uh, like there are teams that that are fun, like they just carry it that way, Invictus and it works. Kind of like that too. Unicorns of love when they were doing their whole thing, like that oh was like God. their shtick. Yes. And it, it, you know what? Sometimes it works. I don't I don't like it very much, but it works for some teams, right? And I don't necessarily think it was working here. And maybe like they have made strategic changes. So it's no not just attitude, but this team like literally looks like they've decided to trust each other. Like it looks before like everybody didn't trust the like they felt like they had to roll over lanes so hard that they couldn't win a game without doing that. Yeah. Now they don't. Like who needs 
Part of the reason Hooney in, like, ints, and that's the meme, is because he plays a really high-risk style because he plays to stomp you. He doesn't play mm-hmm. to eke out Just small advantages. Yeah. Like, he wants to spike... Like, he plays for ceiling. He yeah. wants to have a he wants to have a two hundred CS lead on you, not just a hundred and discipline on it, right? He wants to slam it home, right? And I think Demonte was playing a lot like that too. Honestly, like when he first came into the LCS, he was like once he had his first couple games out of the way, that's how he was playing too. Like he's a really aggressive player. And, he reminds yeah. me a lot of Leader. He yeah, plays very similarly to the way Leader plays, and the same champion pool that Leader has. And mm-hmm. I mean, Demonte has also just improved and improved and improved. Like Demonte's really good right now. Like I, very good. He's one of the best. Like I think the NA mid lane talent's actually been excellent in summer. Like the, the region's been a dumpster fire, to be honest with you. But like, <laughs> yeah. the mid lanes, the mid laners have been great the on like almost every team. Yeah, the mid lanes are, are quite good. Actually. Like, who's the worst mid laner in, in excluding Echo Fox? Right. Like, who's uh, the worst mid laner? In the LCS, like, is Froggen? And Froggen's still good. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it's between, like, Froggen and Pobelter, like... Yeah, it's pretty good players. They're good players, and they played fine this season. So, like, the mid lane talent's good here. And, and Demonte's elevated and shown that he's he's up there with Niski and Jensen. Maybe not Jensen, but, like... I think he's right below Niski, Jensen, Bjergsen. Like I think he's right there with them. Like I think it's close. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I, I like I, I love Clutch here. I, honestly, I like Clutch at plus one hundred seven. I think Clutch should be fa- like like John. Last last week we used the example of if we were capping this because we used this literal example last week. If we were capping this, I said I would cap it at CLG minus one thirty, but I would be looking to bet Clutch. Yeah, but I said I would cap it with Clutch as the favorite. Yeah, and I, I still feel that way. So. And we're getting that. Now it's a third place match. Arguably nothing matters and there's nothing to play for. But, like, again, all the motivational factors. I think the actual gameplay clutches the play here. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We have uh, Team Liquid, Cloud9. LCS Finals. Team Liquid is minus 233. Cloud9 is plus 172. The Team Liquid minus 1.5 is at minus 112. If you want to bet Team Liquid, which I think you should want to do... I would wait because this line keeps moving towards Cloud9. Like people are really yep. undervaluing Liquid because of that Liquid versus Clutch matchup, and then going to five games. Uh, I think that Liquid is heavily undervalued. Me too. I had the option. So for people that don't know, like this is a very clear hedge spot for me because I have like literally fifty thousand dollars worth of payouts on Team Liquid. In like is involved in all the parlays. They're the only team that's in every single parlay that I have. And so this is where you hedge. And I still didn't hedge because I just really think Team Liquid is going to be Cloud9 in the finals. Like, that's how confident I am about this. And to see the line moving towards Cloud9 makes no sense to me. I would wait even another day or two and see how far that line's going to move down. Especially if we see, like, I actually think, like, especially if we see a quote-unquote upset anywhere. Yeah. That's all of a sudden people are just going to be like, oh, see, it can happen. Boom. Now, yep. here's the thing. I'm, I'm not adding any more money. I'm pretty happy with the amount I have yeah. on it. I'm not going to pile on, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when John wins, he's buying us drinks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chris, what do you think on this one? Because, like... Yeah, I, I, you guys make a great point about waiting a bit on, because right now, people on people's mind, they know that TL is going to win, but 
they need to see an upset to start getting this vibe that hey maybe an upset's going to happen and people make all these like connections when there's no connection um i think pre show we already kind of touched on this i think tl's going to stomp i yeah they're more they're not going to take them light not going to take c9 lightly I mentioned it before the show too, and I'll like say it again now, just for the listeners. But like, I, I and people might crucify me for this because we just talked about how good Clutch looked, but they did. Clutch did look good. I honestly think if you look at like Team Liquid's, I'll, I'll call it a game plan. Team Liquid looked like they didn't game plan for Clutch at all. Clutch have been doing this like wave clear top like lane swap like with the like put the top side weak like swap it to weak side put it bottom and just wave clear and then take an early tower or take an early rift herald. It's been like I literally call it the clutch. Like that's just what they've been doing, right? That's like their that's like their their special move, right? It's like the was it with Talladega Knights with the 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 slingshot or whatever they do in that movie. Like it's like literally the clutch move. Like this is their like special move. Like this is if they were a wrestler, this would be their finisher, right? Like so that's been their move. Everyone's seen it coming. It's what they've been doing the last couple weeks. Like it's almost been their identity to be honest with you. And Liquid just like looks completely surprised when it happened in both the games they lost. And it looks like they had no game plan for it. They didn't alter their they hardly altered their drafts at all. I think Liquid legit just showed up to this with no game plan, and we're just going to play vanilla and beat them. Like, I, I think they – I don't want to say they were, like, totally disrespected Clutch because, like, I mean, clearly they were trying. Clutch had some good games. But, like, I, Liquid to me definitely looked like they were looking ahead to Cloud9. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Yeah, I'm just – I'm hoping it's not a trend because there was some stuff I didn't like. Like, I, I don't agree. know why Nick Smithy's not heading towards Skarner more. Mm-hmm. NA Skarner has been the most godly champion in the it's entire insanely world. Good, I know. Like, NA, <laughs> yeah. NA players cannot handle Skarner. Like he just pulls in one of your people, and the whole team's just like, "Well, we're fucked because one of our people's dead." Like that's how it goes. That's how it goes every time. And they played right. it against TSM to beat them in the finals last year. And I was real surprised when Nick Smithy was was not heading for the Skarner aggressively and giving the Skarner away and losing to the Skarner because everybody in NA loses to the Skarner. So there was some concerning stuff, but I don't know. I'm not really concerned about the finals. For those wondering, Skarner is 12 and 6 in the LCS, as well as having 12 bands. So, just a info for you. I don't know this for a fact whatsoever, but I bet if you looked into those Skarner stats, the losses are teams that are clearly worse for the most part than the opponent. Well, I mean, that's what Skarner does, though. Like, Skarner is like, okay, you you have windows. Like, you just have windows to abuse. And yeah. whether it's – this is one of my biggest problems with NA and why, like, I, I really don't think anybody besides Liquid has a chance internationally is because they don't – they're really bad at accruing resources compared to, like, the other regions. Like, mm-hmm. whether it's through kills, whether it's through action, whether it's through map leverage, like, they don't they don't have the resources that the other regions do. Like, there's a lot of gold left on the map, right? Yeah. And that's partially farming and individuals, but, like – if you look at, like, NA's, like, like let's just take a look at, like, CLG, right? So CLG have 18.06 gold per minute, right? Just for comparison, I'm just going to pull up, like, let's pull up, like, a like a like an LPL team. Just, like, a mid-table LPL team. Let's, uh, let's take a look at, let's take a look at Sooning. Like, they have similar gold intake to Sooning, and Sooning's, like, a mid-table team. Like, Sooning's 18.12. <laughs> like, yeah. And they do more with it than it's than a problem CLG in the region. Does. And and like it's not just that, but it's just like they have worse macro. They have worse like it's just it's weak. It, Skarner's really good against bad teams, and 
you can get away with that in NA because a lot of people are bad. <laughs> and see, now I'm wondering what the actual like win rates are for like the champ. I guess we could look that up, but I'm not gonna worry. Anyway, um, got you. Uh, so I don't know. I'm on liquid minus 1.5. I got it at a better number than this, but you could probably wait. Like honestly, like John was saying, and Chris, like just wait, wait for an upset to happen. If one happens, this is like a slam dunk. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like it as it is. I'm, I team liquid money lines a slam dunk to me. And again, just don't put too much weight on the fact that they played a three two and Cloud Nine didn't. Like don't put too, like Cloud Nine looked like they stomped. I think Cloud Nine were playing a worse team, and I think Cloud Nine were playing a team that's got a much lower ceiling than Clutch does. I also and think more predictable. And like we were saying, like Team Liquid literally, like Team Liquid literally looked like they didn't have a game plan. They were adapting on the fly, and they still won. So let's go to pick of the week. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. I'm not missing anything, right? No, we're nope. just down to. We're, we're missing good. anything on Sunday. We we won't know the other matchups until yeah. So previous ones. Yeah, I mean, we could. So Billy Billy gets the winner of EDG Suning. RNG gets the winner of Invictus LNG. Favorites there, just real quick. We don't know what the lines are going to be, but Invictus and BLG. I actually think EDG BLG would think, be a really yeah, interesting. Think match. I think EDG BLG is like one of the matches to watch of the week. Like very exciting match. But I think I I think I give it to BLG, but that's very close. Yeah, BLG looks pretty. Have been looking pretty good. So, um, and then in Korea, we're not going to like we have the Friday match, and then there's no matches until next week. So, um. So, pick of the week. Uh, anybody want to open this up? I went with an obvious one, Clutch plus 115 on, on Bovada against CLG. I think uh, we're all kind of on board with that, but I got to it first, so. <laughs> neener, 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 neener as it got is. Got there. Uh, it's called. Go ahead, go ahead Chris. Cause yeah, I, I took the Vitality plus 1.5. I think that's good value, and just following my gut on this one. I know my gut hasn't been working as well, but I also took a huge chance last week. I was so close with the, <laughs> the hard one call. I should have just taken the one map, but no, I got too greedy. Uh, but yeah, but this one, I'm going to take it lightly. I don't expect Vitality to win yet, but I definitely think that Vitality can take a few games off. Chocolate. Got it. So I'm going to do a rare parlay pick of the week. And it's the one I mentioned earlier. I dig it. It's a three It's a three team parlay. Uh, it's going to be SK Telecom minus one point five against Sandbox, Invictus minus one point five against LNG, and Splice minus one point five against Rogue at plus two forty three. So, love it, love it. Uh, I like that. I, I like it. And you could do these as two teamers as well. Like if you take, uh, let's take SKT Sandbox out. Just do Invictus minus one point five, Splice minus one point five. It's still minus one fourteen, which is excellent. So very good value. Um, I almost think that's safer, but we're, we're going to swing for the fences. So we'll go, uh, we'll go, yeah, SKT minus 1.5, Invictus minus 1.5, Splice minus 1.5. All three of them are on Friday, so you can get some extra money to mess with this weekend. So uh, that's going to be my pick of the week. Calvin didn't leave us one. I will get it on, uh, I will get it from him on Twitter and call him. Uh, we, uh, who's who's the dog? Put put the biggest dog. Oh, how, Calvin, I know Calvin likes Sandbox. So sandbox. maybe Sandbox yeah, is his pick. Yeah, Sandbox is probably his pick, I would guess. Mm-hmm. So I'll put sandbox question mark and that'll be it. So um, sign offs. I do. I do have a sign off this week. I've been waiting all week go to talk it. about this go sign off. <laughs> I read a thread on Reddit that blew my mind. Here we go. It's a thread on Reddit. It always is, man. It always is. 
But this one was like real mind blowing for me. It was like watching a bizarro world, like through a weird lens. It was a League of Legends thread too, so it's League of Legends related advice. Okay. So there was a thread about toxicity, and there's always threads about toxicity <laughs> on Reddit, right? Uh huh. But the thing that blew my mind away is there were so many people in the comments that said some variation of the following statement. I am so sick of going into these games with these toxic people and I'm and people being toxic in the chat. Yeah, of course, like when my top laner does bad, I'm going to call him stupid or whatever, but I don't I don't ever get toxic. I don't know how many times I saw some variation of that comment. As if like, that's not toxic. Of course, like that's yeah, <laughs> of course I, like when my bot lane's feeding, I'm going to tell him to stop inting, but I never get toxic. It's like that is the That toxic. is literally <laughs> <laughs> and you can't convince these people. I, I like tried replying in the comments. It was like you understand that that is the toxicity, and they're like, no, that's not the toxicity. Like I'm not calling them, you know, like a racial slur. It's like, but you don't understand, my friend. Doing things. So I just want to say this. This is my main point about this. Saying anything like that in the chat, like stop inting, has no value. No one has ever heard that comment. And thought to themselves, like, oh, shit, am I inting? I better I better stop. Nope. I better <laughs> shore like, things on. up. Yep. You know and what, sir? You're right. Never once has that happened. All that's going to happen is you already have a top laner who's be, who's highly strung. Because either he's in a counter matchup or his opponent's better than him or the jungler's been there a bunch of times. He's highly strung right now because he's 0-2 or 0-3. And the last thing in the world he ever wants to see in the chat is stop inting. Or, oh, my God, are you an idiot? That is the toxicity. You're not helping. <laughs> there was an absurd number of people in that thread who thought that that was that you should do that. Like that was reasonable to call to like say stop inting in the chat and thought that took no part in the toxicity of the game. If you are one of those people and you're listening to the podcast right now, stop doing it. I'll tell you guys a little fact about myself that's an embarrassing fact. I have two banned League of Legends accounts. <laughs> okay? <laughs> And I am the rarest form of banned League of Legends player. I'm a counter-rager. Never once in the history of me playing League of Legends in the last, like, I don't know, eight years or however long it's been, have I ever gone in the chat and been like, oh my god, this bot laner sucks. Or, oh my god, this guy's an idiot. Or, report bot lane for feeding. Never one time. My accounts that are banned are banned because when one of you morons says, stop <laughs> inting in the chat... I'm like, why the hell did you type that, you idiot? There's no point in typing that. And I have oh not grasped I have not grasped that my response is the same thing. But I'm a counter-rager. So coming from a counter-rager, please don't begin the raging by being toxic to begin with, which then causes me to go, why are people so toxic? And then we're all raging. So please don't. I, I, I would advise the same thing I told Chris earlier this week. Just use slash mute all. It is the best advice you'll ever hear in your life. I, that's what I do now, and it is the greatest thing that's ever happened. And you know what? Like, it sounds really like selfish to say, but like the fact of the matter is, the only constant from game. I, I did a huge blog post about this. This is the most viewed blog post on my blog ever. But I did a whole blog post about results oriented thinking, and like as a subtopic within that post, I was like, "You are the only constant from game to game. If you're solo queuing, you are the only constant. Every single game." Are you going to be a force for good? Are you going to be a force for bad? Are you going to be a positive thing? Only thing the only thing you can do is improve yourself and improve your consistency and remove as much variance from the game as you possibly can because everything else is out of your control. You can choose to be frustrated about it or you can choose not to, right? That's it. Just choose not to. You will enjoy you will enjoy League of Legends so much more when you're just making it about 
okay, I need to do this better. I need to do this better. Make it a self-improvement conquest, not a, not a, this guy sucks, this game sucks, blah, blah, blah. Nobody, one, nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> like, do you like it when your boss comes up and, like, like, you don't like it when anybody comes up and says, like, yo, dude, that shirt sucks. It's like, okay, like, maybe you don't need to say you like it, just don't say anything. Like, <laughs> this is the golden rule, right? Exactly. Right. That, do that you is exactly hear why it? I get frustrated, is the, like, why? Why are you saying that? Because you is the hide point? behind a keyboard, that's why. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly why. I don't know what what gives people the impression that like like another thing that always gets to me. I never type in the chat about this, but one thing that always gets to me is when when guy on your team talks to the other team. Like, don't you guys think this bot lane sucks? Like, why are you trying to make friends with dudes you're never going to talk to? Like, you really think it gives you like anything to be like, hey guys, I'm not the one that sucks. Please acknowledge that I'm not the one that sucks by admitting by also agreeing with me that my bot lane is the one that sucks. Like, what are you doing? Like, I I never understood like why people need the kind of like that kind of validation. Yeah, it's all about getting your validation. Like, you're never gonna see like I know you're not literally never gonna see these people. There's a good chance you'll see them like the next game or something. But for all (laughs) intents and purposes, you are never gonna see these people again. You shouldn't care what they say. They shouldn't care what you say. So just everybody shut up and play. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. you know what? Everybody shut up and play. That's Do yourselves great. a favor. Tell a dad joke. Tell us, say something silly to start the match. Get everybody oh, in a good God. mood, including oh, yourself, and then mute all. <laughs> nothing I love more than being a kleptomancy champion and hitting a skill shot before the minion spawn and then just pinging my gold over and over yep. again and talking about how we have a lead and we can't throw it. <laughs> That's, like, my favorite thing to do. That's it. But yeah, like, yeah be, be good. Be good to each other. It's by the by the way that's like real life advice too like just it's don't if if it's not constructive and it's not nice don't say honestly I don't even say not constructive because most people come off as negative so just if it's not nice don't say it golden rule it works yep, on the I internet would. too it's brilliant uh <laughs> great advice uh I have um I want to briefly mention um so I play in a in a league an online league that's sort of like an LCS format where we have divisions and you play a best of we play best of twos just because of time constraints you play a best of two every week uh, you can sign up as an individual or as a team if you want to get a team together you can sign up as a team um, it's called the uh, casual esports amateur league uh, they had their uh, inaugural season their their beta season last season um, I've played in a, in these kind of leagues with a, a, a big chunk of the player base there and it's always a blast we always have fun uh they stream the games and they get casted sometimes Ooh. by yours truly by the way i cast some games every once in a while Ooh, you do um it's open to all skill levels uh you can sign again you can sign up as an individual you can sign up as three people and and, and build a team with people that signed up and have in the pool there's a discord for it it's called the casual esports amateur league it's at www.casualeal all one word uh dot com uh, sign up there. I think the first season is going to be like ten bucks for the season. You'll play at least five best of twos, and then there's a playoff bracket, and there's going to be prize support too. So it's really cool um, getting to play in that like league, like LCS style format where mm-hmm. teams can research you, teams can look up your accounts and be like, oh, we can ban this against this guy. And it it's a completely different ball game. It's so fun. You maybe you meet some new people. I mean. I met people playing league in like tournaments like this and online tournaments and, and land tournaments that I am, I've been best friends with for years now. And the community's great. It's super positive. It's awesome. We do like T like during the off season we're having right now, uh, we did the TFT tournament. It's, it's absolutely great. It's super fun. Um, I, my team ran the gauntlet, like the reverse gauntlet and won, uh, nice. in finals in the, in the upper division. So if you want to get a chance to play against me, 
bring it on. I'm about it. But yeah, uh, casualeal.com. Uh, C-A-S-U-A-L-E-A-L.com. Make sure you leave it in the description. Yeah, and I'll put a link in the description. It's it's a blast. They're taking signups for the uh, the season one, uh, awesome. which is starting, I think, in the next couple of weeks. So get in. It's super fun. It's awesome. Have uh, it's it's awesome. Like I encourage you to come check it out. Like playing in a league, playing with friends, playing on a team. It's so much better. It's and kind of related to that. I don't know if you were going to talk about this. I don't know if I'm spoiling this. We also got class this weekend for those that are interested. So uh, uh, that's my sign off. So I'll put a link in the show notes for people. Awesome, awesome. Got anything, uh, Chris? Sign off. Uh, I think uh, this. I'll, I'll channel my inner Calvin and do a life lesson kind of thing. <laughs> Guys, there are a lot of things in our lives that really takes our attention away, and we may find them urgent. But are they important? There's a big distinction between the urgent and the important. And so. What is in your life that are important and are you is it reflected in your actions and the things that you spend your time with? I know I spend way too much time on trying to perfect my TFT or trying to get this Kiana down, but at some point I find myself neglecting the people that are truly are important to me. So I'm going to take a commitment to reduce, you know, time spent on things that I think they're urgent but not necessarily important. Priorities. 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 These, these things are fun. This is great to have past time with, and we have a blast investing our times in understanding the game, understanding the esports scene, and all that. At the end of the day, uh, they make just a, like a small part of what life is. Just be, yeah, take care of the things that are important for sure. I'm oh, all I'm all about that. Uh, don't and don't lose sight. Sometimes you got to reality check yourself, right? I know, like. Does it really matter if I'm a bronze or a silver? What's gonna matter? What's gonna matter to me? And that said, it's nice to have like things to self improve on and everything. But just don't lose, exactly. don't lose, just don't lose sight of things. And again, just like have proper weight exactly. and balance, like balance and everything, right? Correct. Yeah. Like if I want to improve myself, yes, this is a great way to reflect that improvement. But if I'm just wanting to get a get into plat or get into diamond because it looks great. Ugh. I'm going to tilt more than I really am. Exactly. Don't do things for cosmetic reasons. Do things because you actually like them and never forget the things that are important to you. Wonderful. Good. That was heavy life advice. I'm about that. All right. I'm going to get this out. I'm going to cut this up, edit it, release it right away. I know the show was a little shorter than usual this week, but uh, your boy is trying to get to Vegas tomorrow morning, yes. and i got to do some packing, Enjoy so Vegas. I'm going to have a blast. Uh, I'm going to be playing Magic Fest Las Vegas. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Try to keep everybody updated on Twitter with how I'm doing. I don't know if anybody cares or not, but I will, uh, in between rounds, I'll keep everybody updated. And uh, um, it's Vegas, man. We're going to have fun. So. Vegas, baby. Everybody, yeah, I... yeah, everybody, good luck this weekend. Uh, you got anything else, Chris? Nope. All right, uh, John. John had to, John had to take off early, but uh, uh, I'm sure he's gonna wish everybody good luck and everything. And John's really gonna want Team Liquid to win. <laughs> <laughs> so, everybody, good luck this weekend. Enjoy the games. Uh, some pretty high caliber teams playing now as we ramp up the push to Worlds. Uh, getting excited for Worlds, by the way. And we'll yeah. see you guys next week. Peace out. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. 
Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode. Oh.